What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning. Uh, You know, alive, well, uh, doing good. How about yourself? You know, I'm a little tired because last night we we just kept going and going and going. Even after we finished, we kind of, you know, we sat around and we we were shooting the proverbial for a little while. And I was just... Mm -hmm. I was just, I was so worked up yesterday because of the Seattle stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today as well. Uh, we're going to cover that stuff later on this afternoon. However, other than that, I'm fine. I'm a little tired, but uh, I'm fine. Doing well. Thank you. So God only knows which way these fools in the media are going to go with this now. But they're talking about COVID cases resurfacing and all this crap. You know what? I don't care what you people think anymore. I really don't. You know, I, I don't care. Well, your your uh, your narrative's falling apart. You got egg on your faces because of these riots. You burned down your own neighborhoods. You gave it cover. So now you're gonna flip back to COVID. What? You don't have anything else? You you don't have anything else? You don't have another impeachment? I mean, which by the way, they're talking about that because of Bolton's book. There's it's possibly yep. another impeachment. Oh, we we've got all the proof we need in Bolton's book. Bolton's a hack. Yeah, he's been there since Bush. Give me a break. Yeah. So I was seeing here the other day that the White House was saying. Uh, you still have. Oh yeah, classified. Uh, yeah, he's got classified yeah, he's stuff in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. What what are what are the repercussions for having classified information in, in a in a book? What what kind of well what kind of trouble would you be in? To be honest with you, I don't know. But the fact is, is the book was already shipped. I think that was the that was the thing behind it was it was already out. It was published. It was already shipped to the warehouse, and they said, wait a minute. Which I'm sure that people in the administration got some early copies of it. Maybe I'm sure they probably looked at it and said, oh, "Wait a minute," but I don't know. I, I really have no idea what the uh, the penalty is. I would assume there'd be some kind of possible prison time, depending on what it is. De- depending on what it is. I mean, if it's a matter of national security, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Anytime I've ever been privy to information due to security risks, I've never released that information. And to this day, there's things that I still can't talk about because legal precedents involved. So there's just yeah, there, there's some things you just don't say. That's all there is to it. And like I said, Bolton's a hack. You know, he, he was one of the guys that was put in there by Bush. And he's one of the guys that cooked up that WMD nonsense with uh, Colin Powell and uh, what's his name? Donald Rumsfeld and all that all that nonsense, that that group of yahoos that got us into Iraq, you know, that illegal mm-hmm. war. Sorry. I know that Congress approved it and all, but, you know, I'm sorry, there was no call for that anyway. But I don't want to get too deep into politics uh, this morning because we're talking more laid back stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's jump into uh, this. Do you remember the Mayan calendar? Do you, do you remember that? Said it was we were I all going to die. Yeah. It was like, was it 2012? Uh-huh. Was uh-huh. that the year we were all supposed to die? Or was it 2010? Yeah, that feels like. I know. I think it was 2012. I, I think that's 2012. Right. Uh, yeah, because they made the movie on it, right? Uh, yeah. Never okay. seen it, but yeah. Yeah. All right. I saw it in theaters. I remember uh, back then I went to see it in theaters and you know what? That was three and a half hours of my life. I can't get back. So, uh, I mean, eh, that's just what it was. It, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't the most terrible movie I've ever seen, but nonetheless. All right. So the mind calendar apparently was wrong. And according now to a conspiracy theorist, they're saying that the world will now end next week. So do you have all your affairs in order? Bruce? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I was I was pondering on, on voting for the asteroid in 2020. But, uh, uh-huh. you know, I mean, this could be uh-huh. it, you know? OK, well, the Mayan calendar, it does it does list here. It says that that was 
predicting the world end in December of 2012. So this concept is based on the ancient Mayan calendar, of course, the end of the world prediction or whatever it was. And I believe it was just like the calendar just stopped at that point in time, right? Like it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there wasn't anything was specific. After that. It new- was just. A new era. Yeah, okay. Or a new yeah, time or, yeah. or whatever it was. But right. so most of the world actually flipped to the uh, the Gregorian calendar, which is what we use now, back in the late mm-hmm. 1500s. So that's even what we use today. We use the Gregorian calendar. Some other cultures around the world actually use different ones. But before that, people use different calendars to keep track of dates. And that included the Mayan calendar and the Julian calendars. The Gregorian calendar was introduced to try to better reflect the time it takes the Earth to orbit around the sun which is why we have 365 days a year. However, 11 days of time were said to be lost from the year that was once determined by the Julian calendar. I never knew this part. The 2012 end of the world theory involves a mythical planet called Nibiru hurtling in, hur, yeah, hurtling into Earth. Never heard that. I, I, I'd never heard that one. But anyway, over these lost days add up to now the conspiracy theory claiming that we should actually be in the year 2012 and not 2020. You hear this, Bruce? We're actually eight years back, right? So Mm -hmm. we're not in Mm -hmm. 2020. We're actually in 2012, which uh, I kind of wish we were at this point because of all this crap you're seeing. But (laughs) that just kind of that would make it even worse, wouldn't it? Because of the inevitable future at the end of that. But anyway, the number of days in a year due to the shift in the Gregorian calendar is now 11 days. So in a since deleted tweet, Scientist Paolo Tagalogwin reportedly said that following the Julian calendar, we are technically in 2012. So for 268 days using the Gregorian calendar, 1752 to 2020 times 11 days equals 2,948 days at 365 days per year equals eight years, according to this. So following this theory, June 21st, so in nine days from now, 2020 would actually be December 21st, 2012, a date you may recognize, which is what they were actually saying would be the end of the world by the Mayan calendar. NASA said they've come out and said that the story started with claims that Nibiru, which is supposedly this planet, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, was discovered by Sumerians, is headed toward Earth. The catastrophe was initially predicted for May 2003, but when nothing happened, the doomsday date was moved forward to December 2012 and linked to the end of one of those cycles in the ancient Mayan calendar calendar at the winter solstice in 2012, hence the predicted doomsday date of December 21st, 2012. So they further ex- they further explained that for any claims of disaster or dramatic changes in 2012, where's the science and where's the evidence? There is none. And for all the fictional assertions, whether they were made in books, movies, documentaries, or over the internet, we can't change that simple fact. There's no credible evidence that any of the assertions made in support of the unusual events taking place in December 2012. So the conspiracy theorists using the Julian calendar may think the world is actually going to end next week, but without any scientific evidence, NASA will not agree with it. So what do you think? Is it the end of the world? Nah. See, here's the thing. If, if you're going to have this mysterious planet smashing into Earth, I, I, I'm sorry, when you have something the size of a planet, we would have seen it coming long ago. So nah, I, I don't, I don't know, think man. that's the case at all. I don't know. These near misses, you know, we, we didn't catch that one that was the size, what was it, the size of a truck? Or no, was it the size of a truck that was like 4,000 yeah, miles away? We missed it. Yeah. Right. But th- that's the size of a truck. If you're talking planet, well, depending on what classification of planet it is, if it's a dwarf planet, that means it's the size of Pluto. You know how far Pluto is from our sun and we see it. So you would think we so would like see one, it coming. One year on Pluto's like, is it like <laughs> what our year would be? Is it like 300 years or something? It's something crazy. 
I can pull that up real quick, actually. Orbital period is 248 years. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was something up there. I mean, that's that's insane. Can you imagine 248 years for one year? That that is that is crazy. So you you and in terms of human years, you wouldn't even live one year on Pluto before you die. Crazy man. That'd be that'd be what three lifespans. Okay, so what's Mars? You know the the average. What what's Mars then? So if if we're three sixty five. What's Mars according to the calendar? I'm curious because we're talking about colonizing Mars, right? That's Musk's goal. Mm-hmm. He wants to take humans to Mars. So you're inevitably you're going to have children born up there on that colony. So how old are they going to be in comparison? How are you going to calculate their age? So, right. It's about double. So, uh, 687 days and the day length is actually 37 minutes longer than ours. So I, I don't really know. I mean, that's not really going to make that big of a difference having 37 extra minutes in a day, but 687 days, one year old, you're, you're essentially two Earth years. Well, and the thing is, is with us Mars, uh, traveling to Mars, we're not even really sure yet if you can reproduce on Mars. The assumption is you probably can because it does have a magnetic field and everything. But um, yeah, the, the, as the cells divide, you actually need an electromagnetic field for those cell, the, the, the cellular division to occur. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not possible in space, uh, deep space, unless you have an artificial system set up. Uh, you all remember Greta Thunberg, right? The, um, what, 17-year-old, I believe? How dare you? Uh, climate change. Yes, thank you. Uh, climate change activist, yeah. Well, uh, let's see. There was uh, a published in a scientific journal. They found a new species of spider. And they decided to name it after Greta. Okay, why? What, like, that, well, now she's a, for, okay, she was a climate change activist. Okay. Now all of a sudden she was, a, or then, then she became a COVID expert or something. Yeah. She was put on a, a CNN panel of COVID. COVID. Yeah, supposedly she had COVID. Yeah, sure. And then I, I heard that they were putting her on something else. I, I can't remember what it was, but they, they were considering to put her on a, a panel of something. I, I don't know. It was, it was just ridiculous. But anyway, continue. What, why are they naming a, a spider after her? For what purpose? I, I don't know. The, the name of the spider is Thunberga Greta. It is a huntsman okay. spider. Now, right. keep in mind that a huntsman spider technically isn't a huntsman or, or excuse me, a spider. It's, it's a scavenger, more or less. It doesn't spin a web or any of those kind of things. So technically speaking, it's not a spider. It's more akin to uh, what we know as like a granddaddy long leg. That's that's akin to that more so than a spider. I can see an allegory being made here as, you know, she's feeding poison to the world, you know, with her nonsense. But that would imply that it's actually her coming up with it when in fact it's not, is it? No, no. And I, I mean, they intend it to be a, an honoring thing, really. But uh, yeah. Why don't we just name the United Nations after? Why don't we recharter the UN and just call it um, Greta UN Thunberg? Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's silly. I, I feel I legitimately feel sorry for her, though. Like she's on the autistic spectrum. Right. And they're exploiting her for for their climate change rhetoric. What what happens when they find out that, oh, look, climate change isn't really as bad as we said, and it's not that big of a deal, right? It's not as, you know, dangerous man-made climate because, you know, we were locked down uh, for COVID and everything was fine around the world. Climate change wasn't a big deal. Go figure. So she's based her entire life around that now. And I feel sorry for her because what happens when that when she loses that narrative? Anyway. Well, you had you had other kids coming out in the 90s doing the same thing. Do you remember that? 
I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. Probably could have been yeah a little before your time. But I, I remember they had kids coming out speaking at, you know, government, whatever, you know, uh, functions and UN things and whatever, talking about how we have to do this and we have to do it now. We don't have time to wait. Back in like 91, they said this stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Nothing went the way that they said it was going to go. But now what's happened? You've had you've got another generation in there. So they've just taken the same old stuff. They've repackaged it and put it forward, pushing it with social media. That's all they've done. That's the only difference they've made here. That's the only distinction that you can make out of this. It's just it that like that's it. Other than that, the message is pretty much the same. Though we didn't see it on a mass scale last time. We didn't have social media back in 1991, 1992. Didn't have all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the internet of things or, or whatever all this stuff is. Smartphones, none of that stuff existed. So it was harder for them to tailor a message to get it across to the mass public. But now it's pretty seamless, isn't it? Speaking of useless individuals, that Colin Kaepernick fool. Yeah, you know, the uh, the bum mm-hmm. that took a knee, right? That started all this nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Now, was he uh, ever that good of a quarterback to begin with? Was he that? I never watched him play. I didn't care. No. He wasn't. No, he, he was one of the worst, if not the worst, uh, of of his time period. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Now, you know all this stuff that's going on with Seattle, right? They're saying they um, mm-hmm. the uh, the head coach there, Pete Carroll, says that he's been in contact or excuse me, says that he's been contacted about the former NFL quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, hinting the player who began kneeling in the protests might have a future in the league. You had a pretty good stance on this one as far as him, uh, and I think you mm-hmm. might be right. But he says here, uh, this is head coach of Seattle Seahawks, uh, Pete Carroll. He says, I got a phone call today asking and inquiring about the situation. I know somebody's interested, so we'll see what happens with that. What's your take on this guy, this uh, this fool, this this kneeling, ungrateful bum? who's making hundreds of millions of dollars in a system that supposedly is oppressing him. Yeah, he's making too much money from like Nike and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember uh, exactly what it, what they were calling the shoe Nike was doing, but it had the flag on there, one of the first American flags, you know, the designs. And they asked him of his opinion on it and said he didn't like it because it was during the time period we had slaves. And so they canceled mm-hmm. the shoe. Anyway, he's making too much money. He, he wants to be a martyr for this this cause. It, it, he makes too much money doing what he's doing to, to go back playing football for whatever reason, whatever his reason is, uh, whether or not he's enjoying the the loads of money and low workload or if he's not wanting the injuries and stuff that's involved with it i don't know but nonetheless he wants to be a martyr for it uh uh-huh. to be honest with you let, let him let him be a martyr because i i really don't want to it's bad enough we have to sit here and look at him in the news isn't it yeah i mean this is keep in mind this is this was our our issue right he was doing the kneeling and everything which they're kind of trying to with the recent protests, they're trying to tie the two together, the the police brutality and the kneeling for the flag and everything. Uh-huh. It was, they're saying it was never about the flag. That's kind of the, the media's narrative. When Kaepernick himself is saying, no, that was the entire reason for it was the flag. So, uh, you know, there, there's kind of mixed messages there. But this guy makes millions of dollars uh, when, he, when he played for the NFL. And mm-hmm. he was complaining about oppression. I'm sorry. You're making more than the majority of Americans in one year. Like that most people will make in their life way more than I. Right. Exactly. And you're complaining about being oppressed. Maybe we should take you to a country that actually has oppression. You know, maybe we should take you to one of the I don't know, like Iran or something, you know, and and let you experience what real oppression is or uh, North Korea. You know, 
I think the people that say this this stuff, the ones that make all this money, like these actors and and all these you know the, these sanctimonious frauds like Kaepernick and the rest of them, they come out and they take these stances on all these things, these political issues, stuff that they know nothing about, and they make hundreds of millions of dollars fighting for a system that will take everything that they have, and they sit yep. there. And they bellyache about how they're oppressed and uh, they're they're discriminated against. You make hundreds of millions of dollars. Do that in another country. Please tell me which country is going to do that for you. If you're an actor, you sit there. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Acting is I'm not I'm not bashing anybody that wants to do that. But I'm talking about like the big names here, the ones that have nine, 10, 12 mansions all over the world. Okay, those types like Madonna. Right. Who's out there marching in the streets on crutches. And talking about how the capitalist system is the most oppressive, ridiculous thing. And well, okay, she owns what? Six mansions and two of which are in London and three or two of them are in Paris. What? Okay, you got yours. So just yeah, uh, sorry, can't do anything for the rest of you. Uh, So we're going to fight for a system that's going to take everything you've got, but we're going to be okay. You people are idiots. You're idiots. Robert De Niro, same thing. Same thing. Hypocritical pieces of garbage. They know nothing. They know nothing. To quote Ricky Gervais, they know nothing about the real world. Shut your mouth. Just shut up. That's all you have to do. You know, the smartest celebrities are the ones that don't say anything. They just keep their mouth shut and they they do what they do. Right. They be an actor. You know, the biggest, most inspiring example of that is Denzel Washington. Why do you never hear anything from Denzel Washington? He's a big actor, right? Everybody knows him, right? Why is it you never hear anything from Denzel Washington? Because he's smart. He keeps his mouth shut. But I think if he did come out and say stuff, which I know I, I know how he how he is behind the scenes. I read a lot about the guy. He's a brilliant actor, by the way. He uh, he donates a lot of money to veterans charities and veterans organizations and things like that and does a lot of work for him behind the scenes. And so I've never seen him be political ever. And I think that that's uh, that's smart of him. Uh, and I think he's a he's a really intelligent guy. Uh, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's talking about. And so he actually. He uh, I have to go back and find the clip. I'll have to play it here one of these days. But uh, he he was asked one time to make a political statement about something about like the the media or you know what's going on in the world or something like that. And the mm-hmm. reporter mm-hmm. straight out asked him, he said, well, uh, what what is your take on on the media in today's world? And he says, if you don't read the newspaper, then you're not informed. And she said, well, is that a fact? And he says, well, yeah, but if you do read the newspaper, then you're misinformed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she says, well, what does that mean? He says, I don't know. You figure it out. And he walked away. <laughs> so he's a smart guy. He, he knows just to say, you know, what needs to be said. And then he walks off. Right. But he doesn't implicate himself in any of smart guy. Right. Brilliant man. Uh, and, and a wonderful talent. A lot of a lot of uh, actors and actresses that are quiet about their politics. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they have to do that out of necessity because they're yeah. right leaning or, you know, libertarian or whatever. And if you're that in Hollywood, say goodbye to your career. Oh, yeah. You don't get anything like Dick Wolf, the guy that created Law and Order. Guess what happened to him? Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. All the law and order that you watch, they're taking down cop shows. You watch Law and Order. See you later. You like Law and Order? You could better go buy it on Blu-ray now because they're going to take care of that. Uh, if you want it, well, look, then they, it's going to happen. Yeah, but look, they, they took down, uh, what was it, Gone with the Wind or whatever? Like yeah. The, because it, it was during the time of the slaves and whatnot. Uh-huh. Well, when you look at the history of it, it was the first time a black woman won an Academy Award. Yes. Like, and Th- she that was, was a great thing for civil rights. Did you hear her speech? Did you hear her acceptance speech? Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, 
it, it's absolutely ludicrous that we're going yeah. we're going down these roads like this. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you that whatever they claim to be representing, they don't represent it. Which we're going to go over some of that mm-hmm. stuff today. We're going to go over some of the demands of the uh, the people that have taken over downtown Seattle. This oh man, it's going to be good. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to end. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.